0: Hi, and welcome to another great message from Noosa Church. We pray that you're impacted and inspired by this teaching. For more information and service times, check out our website at noosa.church. Enjoy. All right. Hey, I'm really excited about sharing God's Word today. I'm calling this one Jesus Words, How to Build Your Life on Rock. How to Build Your Life on Rock. We all live our life and we all have our own, you know, reasons why we do things. But there's something powerful about Jesus' words. And not just think remembering of them, but actually letting them fuel our life every single day. And so Luke 6.43, we're going to start there. I've got a lot I'd love, I'd like to get through this morning. Luke 6.43, for a good tree... Does not bear bad fruit, nor does a bad tree bear good fruit. For every tree is known by its fruit. For men do not gather figs from thorns, nor do they gather grapes from a bramble bush. A good man, out of a good, the good treasure of his heart, brings forth good. And an evil man, out of the evil treasure of his heart, brings forth evil. For of the abundance of the heart, his mouth speaks." But why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do the things which I say? Whoever comes to me and hears my sayings and does them, I will show you whom he is like. He is like a man building a house who dug deep and laid the foundation on the rock. And when the flood rose and the stream beat vehemently against that house and could not shake it, for it was founded on the rock. But he who hears and did nothing... He who heard and did nothing is like a man who built a house on the earth without a foundation against which the stream beat vehemently, and immediately it fell, and the ruin of that house was great. If we go to Matthew's version of this, Jesus' words in recollection, Matthew seven twenty four says this, therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house and it did not fall for it was founded on the rock. But everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house and it fell and great was its fall. And so it was when Jesus had ended had ended these sayings that the people were astonished at his teaching for he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes isn't that interesting that jesus is talking about building your life on the rock versus building it on sand and in that he's not even saying that those who hear god's word are still building their life on rock but he's actually saying and he's not calling you or I, you're a wise person or you are a fool. But he is actually saying that he's like a fool or he's like a wise man. And sometimes we try to absorb that for ourselves as in I'm a wise person. Uh, it's, or it's offensive if you call someone, you're a fool uh, or vice versa. If you compliment, you go, you're a wise person. But uh, Jesus here doesn't attribute that to a, to a person, but he attributes those behaviors like someone that way. And so you could be a wise person and have the, uh, the results in life like a fool. You could be a fool, <laughs> but have results like a wise person and enjoy its fruit. And he's actually saying rather than trying to take on that name of a fool or a, or a wise person, something that you can you know, as part of your ego, part of, you know, the badge that you can put on your chest. He's like, just live like it and enjoy the fruit of it. And this is how you build your life on a rock. Not by kind of hearing something about the word. Oh, yeah, that was nice. Now I'm a wise person. No, 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 not according to scripture. What, when, we, when we hear God's word, when we hear Jesus' words, and then we do something about it, that is building your life on rock. So building your house on the rock is building your life on, G- on hearing Jesus' words and doing them. And again, it's saying that it's not saying that that will insulate you, like you'll have no storm. It's saying the storm came to both parties, both houses that were built, both lives that were built will be rocked by storms. The rains came to both, the storms beat to both, but one war- crumbled because it wasn't built on rock. And one stayed there, no less storms, maybe no more storms, who knows? But it stayed on rock, it stayed up, it stayed intact, because it was built on rock, which Jesus is saying, hearing his words and doing them. One Corinthians, I just, in context of these days, we see maybe our lives and others (laughs) becoming eroded. Uh, They could be believers, they could maybe not. They might have said they were followers of Jesus 20 years ago. I don't know. But there's results in life that perhaps we'd like to avoid or we'd like to go towards. And it doesn't mean go towards that person or avoid that person, but it does mean how they're living their life as a wise person or as a fool. Again, even it's easier, even as a friend, if someone's making a heinously dumb decision, rather than saying, you are a fool. Imagine saying, This is leading to get results similar to a foolish person. Slightly softer. You know what I mean? Hey, man, you can do whatever you like, but I reckon the likelihood of that looking like someone foolish behaving that way is quite high. In 1 Corinthians 9, and and we see this today, I mean, in the last 12 months, always, but even some really public examples over the last 12 months of some high-profile people, church, you know, globally, um, that have fought their life in a certain aspect has fallen. It has crumbled. Again, not because of them being a good person or a bad person, but they've been behaving in ways that are foolish and their house has fallen. In 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 24, this is part of, for me, the fabric of what I'm building into my own life this year, I feel like it's been highlighted to me. 1 Corinthians 9 24 says, do not you know that those who run in a race all run, but one receives the prize. Run in such a way that you may obtain it and everyone who competes for the prize is temperate in all things. Now they do it to obtain a perishable crown, but we for an imperishable, therefore I run thus, not with uncertainty Thus I fight, not as one who beats the air, but I discipline my body and bring it into subjection, lest when I have preached to others, I myself should become disqualified. Disqualified. He's saying, hey, we we all race, we all run. And and there, there could be a faster guy. But if he runs over that line or he he doesn't run according to the the regulations of that race, he could be the fastest man on earth. He can still come last in the race. He may miss out on the prize. Not because he's not faster, not because he's not better, but he hasn't run in a way to obtain the prize. And so, again, this scripture is talking to us about living our life in a way that it's not all shadow boxing. There's a, there's a place in training for, for sparring, you know, in boxing. But it's not so that you never have the actual battle, not that you ever, never run in a, in a race where there is a prize, but it's saying that I don't live that way like I live in a vacuum where there's no consequences and there's no prizes. He said, I run in a way where there is a prize. And people do this even for an earthly prize, do, are, are temperate in all things but asked for a spiritual prize. He said, so I I basically, I buffet my body. I put my body under subjection. Even though he's talking about a very spiritual kind of way of life here, he's getting it really practical. He's saying, don't just espouse great spiritual truths. Put your body under subjection. Otherwise, if you just hold it as something spiritual, that's a nice thing to think about, but then I live however I want, like an alley cat, then unfortunately I won't receive the prize Lest when I've preached to others, I myself should become disqualified. Disqualified. Are there areas in our life where we've become disqualified? Not from God's love, not from God's grace, not but consequentially maybe in society. Do you know what I mean? Everyone will espouse our own goodness. However, if there's a lot of people like, hey mate, yeah, good to see you. And we can see that in the fruit of our own lives. It's a quiet morning. Can we get the coffee machine on at least? Gives people some hope. Disqual- let's live our lives in a way that we don't become disqualified. I'm not t- telling, saying that you're a bad person, I'm a bad person. But I'm saying if we act like fools, we can receive a fool's reward and become disqualified from this wild, robust, amazing life that God has for us. You know what I mean? Do, do we want our lives circle spiraling outwards and wider into open space? Or do we want it to be more limited and more limited with, with opportunity? Wondering why no one ever asks us to do anything. Wondering why I've got this great truth. Why do I never uh, get you know, an opportunity? Well, there may be reasons that might be so obvious to everyone else, but not to ourselves why we've become disqualified. <laughs> and this isn't like a pleasing man thing. Or any, no, no, no. In pursuing God, this is not saying wait until you've got enough mentors to discipline your body and, and accountability measures so that nothing ever happens. It's saying, I discipline my body, bring it under subjection, into subjection, lest when I've preached to others. So this isn't even saying, hey, you know, it's a good start once you give your heart to the Lord and then, you know, work on yourself. It's like preachers, when I've preached to others, when you've shared the gospel with someone else, lest when you've done that you should become disqualified. Pretty much every day this year, I've just started the audio Bible in Proverbs and just played it. Sometimes our own mind tricks us out of the game. We're like, I'm busy. If I start with that, I'll read five chapters a day. Yes, and then you miss a day and then you feel bad and then you get off track and whatever. And, uh, you know, we we do a Bible reading plan we did last year as a church just to get through the Bible. And I love the breathability of it where it was like, just pick up where you left off rather than, you've blown it, you're out. (laughs) But so for me this year, I thought, okay, if I just start the audio Bible in Proverbs, I'm not even judging myself where I get to. (laughs) I might get to chapter two or I might get to chapter eight. I might go somewhere and then then a child wakes up or does something or someone else rings or something else happens. I'm like, you know what? If I just start there, it's doing something good. It's It's starting to build something in my life. We can have a cursory reading of Scripture and just read it once and go, that was cute, and then what's next? What's next? What's next? But it doesn't open up in the same way. I, I, want, the, I want the Word to read me, <laughs> not just me. Have a quick quick read and go, yeah, I think I remember that Scripture. But actually read me and say, Christian, you're out here. You're missing it there. You've let that just get out of focus a bit. And it's been beautiful just to see those first passages of Proverbs, which are simple wisdom, and yet if we live them, they're dynamic they will change our life. And you think, well, is it an old book? No, it's a book, amazingly, the Bible is for today. If you're just too concerned about the happenings in the world, get, get, get a little bit less world in you. I mean, we're not, we're not blank canvases now. It's not Tableau rasa. It's, we, we fill ourselves with even the news. Well, I keep up to date by reading the news. No, you listen to the news you want <laughs> that's been curated according to your tendencies. It's not even neutral news now it's your version of the news someone else could listen to the news it could be totally different in their feed that's how it's designed now to feed more of us feed us more on our inclinations which is a very dangerous thing and you look at some of these first few moments in proverbs proverbs 119 i'm just going to share a couple that came out to me in these every day smacking myself with the same scriptures and seeing where it leads it's leading to some great and scary places proverbs 119 so are the ways of everyone who is greedy for gain it takes away the life of its owners but growth you know is good you know again if we just take worldly advice growth is good no 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 those who are greedy of gain it takes away the life of its owners are you prospering in an area but you've got less life Is there a greed that is coming in, not just a godly productivity? Proverbs 1, 32 says this, therefore they shall eat the fruit of their own way. Is that not society right now? Hey, we want to do this. We want to do it this way. Forget God. We're going to do it that way. Okay. Well, what if you do it that way? And now there's consequences. Now there's disqualification from some of the fruit of a godly life. Now there's all these other things. And now they're upset about the results of them eating the fruit of their own way. The news you're reading, it's the same. Your your social media feed, it's still the fruit of your own way. What? Does Proverbs talk about social media? Absolutely. It goes on to say, "...for the turning away of the simple shall slay them, and the prosperity of fools shall destroy them." And so in that verse, uh, Proverbs 1, 31, it says this, "...therefore they shall eat the fruit of their own way and be filled with their own devices." Are you filled with your own devices? You are. (laughs) Oh, but I just want to see what everyone's doing. Mm. See what everyone's doing according to what you want, the people that you're aspiring to be like. You look at most people's social media feed, it's full of themselves. Heard of the word narcissistic? Narcissist, Greek mythology, was a guy that fell in love with his own reflection. Till one day he was looking at his own reflection in the water, fell in and drowned. I can see it when my friends stop smiling. they got a beautiful God-given smile. And then if I go, oh, I'll, have a, I'll, I'll see what people are doing. And I don't see my friends. I see weird versions of my friends. Instead of going, they're going. And I'm like, are you in pain or are you happy? I can't tell. <laughs> Having that time of my life. And I'm like, you're getting filled with your own devices. You've seen a thousand people with Botox lips and so you're trying to smile like it. It's not working, mate. That's just the blokes. Anyway. And so I love that Proverbs, the word of God, if we fill ourselves with the words of Jesus, we can start to build our lives stronger on, on God's words, build life on rock, not on what the pervading influences are telling us today or last year or last week. Or what's the, you know, everyone's trying to be smart with investment. Oh, what's, where it's going to go? What's the market going to do this year? I was in an elevator this week and a chap uh, walked, jumped in. I was there by myself. He jumped in and he just said this, South African chap. Have you bought any Bitcoin lately? <laughs> I said, like, what? Have you bought any Bitcoin lately? <laughs> I said, uh, not lately? <laughs> what do you think he's full of? Nope, not good or bad. Everyone's trying to interpret the future. What's the best investment? I can tell you what you don't know. The experts don't know. That's okay. We're all having our best shot i'm not saying don't listen to anyone don't have good advisors don't have a shot but it's always a risk it's not risk free but what i'm saying is is it is what we're doing a reflection of what we're filling ourselves with which we're being filled by our own devices hobbies whatever it is i don't want golf or surfing or investing or anything to take the place of god's word in my life otherwise you're going to come to some really crazy conclusions Proverbs 3, 1, 2 says, For my son, forget not my law, but let the iron heart keep my commandments. For length of days and long life and peace shall they add to you. That's a great investment. Length of days, a long life and peace and wholeness. What? God's commandments will add to my life. Guaranteed. Pastor Josh has said it before. I love it. He said sometimes or often or always, that's my preface, that, the biggest hindrance to your walk with Christ is your current definition of success. You think success is going to look like this, and God's like, mm, "It's going to take you off track. It's incomplete." You'll be filled with the lusts of your own desires in that area and it'll consume your life and the prosperity of fools will destroy them. And you'll think, man, I'm in a better position. But you're, you're further away from the things of God. You're, uh, you've got f- less inclination to actually serve God or be ready to jump on a God-given opportunity of need for something. I'm going to move on. There's a few frowns happening. It's probably my hair, but that's okay. <laughs> the majority of life is not about what not to do. It's actually more about what to do. And we've got this cancel culture. It's like, they shouldn't do that. Don't mention her name. Don't do that. Don't do that. And have you noticed it's not leading to any more godliness? <laughs> not doing a thousand bad things. That's not what God's life is. Even the whole health journey. It's like, well, you shouldn't drink too much coffee and co- Coke. Coca Cola. Yeah, that's a great, that's, but that's very incomplete. You could do that and still die of dehydration. Do you know what I mean? Scriptures talk about train up a child in the way he should go, and then when he is old, he will not depart from it. Drink water. I think I preached an entire message on that a year or two back. Why? If, you, if you're pursuing in the right way, God's Word is like water that filters and floods and cleanses. If you're drinking no water, it doesn't matter how much non-coke you're drinking. You're not going to be healthy. Organs will start to, you know, oh, I need another medication. No, you don't. Start powering the water. Oh, I need a bit more wisdom. My God, you're telling me to go left or right? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Well, have you been in his word? Yeah, I looked and didn't tell me whether to move here or there or take that job. Yes, because just flood, it. flood your body with water and it'll start to iron out some kinks and stuff. Flood your soul with God's word. Flood it with God's word. And it'll start to iron out some brilliant things. Otherwise, we'll deceive ourselves. So many scriptures that talk about not being deceived. James 1 says in verse 21, well, James 20 says, So then, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath, for the wrath of man does not produce the righteousness of God. Therefore, lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word, which is able to save your souls. But be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves." For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. Remember about Narcissus? Just looking at his face in a mirror. So, he's like a man Observing his natural face in a mirror, for he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. But the wise man, he says, he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it, and is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this one will be blessed in what he does. I want to encourage you today, start doing the word. Well, I don't know, I can't remember it. Perfect. Get back in it. Just start getting in it. Well, how? What's the best way? However. (laughs) However, read it, listen to it, listen to it while you're sleeping. But I've I've read Galatians, but I haven't read, you know, James, I I should do that. No, no, just, just get it into you to start with. And that water of God's Word will start flooding through. Galatians 6, again, says similar things, that if anyone thinks himself to be something when he's nothing, he deceives himself. There's quite a few scriptures about us deceiving ourselves into thinking we're more on track than we are. But it's saying the safety net is to flood yourself back with God's Word. Submit yourself back under God's Word. Otherwise, we're all deceiving ourselves. I hear a scripture and I think, yeah, I'm doing that. You're probably hearing the scriptures I'm saying and thinking you're doing them. I'm probably thinking I'm preaching to you thinking I'm doing them. I mean, we're all kidding ourselves, you know, what I mean? <laughs> in a sense, to a degree. But the best way, how do we know we're not? When we hear a word and do it. We hear God's word and do it. Galatians 6, let him who is taught in the word share in all good things with him who teaches. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked for whatever a man sows, that will he also reap. And it goes on, let us do, do good to all, especially those who are of the household of faith. Why? So hearing God's word and doing it. Well, should we do more for others? Whatever, just do it. But, you know, oh, well, you know, church is fine, we should do things for other people. No, no, no. It says, actually, it says to do good to all, especially those who are of the household of faith. If you've got some attitude about doing something for the church, then allow that scripture to minister life to you and say, let's do that first. Do it to all, but don't neglect the church. Don't, don't neglect your brothers and sisters by just trying to be a hero to someone randomly. Should we neglect the rent? No, we shouldn't. We should do it far and wide. Well, we don't have enough resource. Then let's get more into God's Word and see what it produces in our life. I'm excited. And I'm also challenged. I've got to get more of God's Word in my life. I want you to have more. I don't want you to listen to more of instructions. I want to get you to have more of God's word in your life where it's buoyant and alive and someone pushes you and that's what squirts out is God's word. <laughs> Are you worldly or godly? What would people say? That's right. Again, we don't live for others' opinions, but naturally what do you think is the natural overflow of your life? Would people be like, eh, I think they're disqualified. Eh, good, good guy, but I'm not going to ask him for any advice. Uh, or would they say, "Ah, oh, look, even when he doesn't know, you know what the first place he goes to? God. First place he goes, on his knees. First place he goes to, acknowledges that he doesn't know and that he's not the fountain of all wisdom. And says, let me get back, let me find out, let's talk, let's sift the scriptures together. Jesus' words he likened to water so often. And even in Ephesians 5 he's talking about the washing of water by the word. And when we're talking about building our life on the rock of Jesus' words, I want to urge you this, this morning. I want to urge you that let's not just get smarter this year. Let's not just get more logical, but let's. Be filling ourselves with God's word, building our life, disciplining. Yes, it's not just some lazy grace. We do whatever we want and just ask for forgiveness later. Building our life, buffeting our body, putting our body under. How can you tell if your body's out of control? Can you tell it what to do? I don't know. I don't know if I should fast. Lead your body in fast, see who's in control. I think I'm praying enough. Pray more. See if your body resists you. (laughs) If I could get the team up, please. We come together often, week after week, not in terms to reassess the Great Commission... Not in terms of its validity. We're not coming again going, oh, I'm still not sure if I completely agree with Jesus or not. We don't regather to reassess its validity, but we regather to assess our productivity. Are we doing anything about it? Have we done anything this week? Well, we challenge not only victories, but was I challenged? Did the word correct me this week? That's still a victory in God. The world thinks when you're wrong, it's bad. In God, when you're, I mean, he's alone, is perfect. And when we find an area where we're out of that, that's a victory in God. Lord, we thank you so much, God, for this day. It is a day you've made. Lord, let your light shine in our life. God, let the washing of the word of your word flood through our life, Lord. Highlighting those impurities, purging us, Father in ways to see more fruit. Lord, you even said that those branches that bear no fruit are cut off, but those even that are bearing fruit get pruned so they can bear more fruit. Lord, I know it's not nice. This this life is not always comfortable, but God, allow us to bear more fruit this year. Allow us to see things in your perspective. Help us, Lord, to build our life on the rock of Jesus' words. Lord, you said your spirit well, the spirit that gives us life and the flesh profits nothing. The words that you speak, they are spirit and they are life. We thank you for your nourishment today, Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank you, church. We hope you've enjoyed this teaching, that you've been encouraged and challenged. To stay up to date with our latest messages, you can subscribe to our podcast. For more information resource, or service times, please check out our website at noosa.church